welcome to today's episode of In Pod Podcast. My name is Pastor George, and as always, it's a delight to spend the next few minutes of your time as we break the bread of God's word together. Friends, I am delighted once again to be with you, and beginning today and over the next few weeks, I'm going to be explaining or looking at um, some, if not all, of the miracles that Jesus did while he was here on earth and today we're going to begin from the very first one the whole intention is to extrapolate some revelations from those um, each of those miracles as the spirit of the lord would allow us see as you and i journey together in his word and so today we're going to begin with the very first one which is when jesus turned water into wine at the wedding in canaan of galilee if you're ready with me, let's begin with the Word of God as we go to the book of John chapter 2, and we're going to read the first 11 verses. Let's go. Now in John chapter 2, beginning from verse 1, the Bible says, And the third day there was a marriage in Canaan of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was, um, was called and his disciples to the marriage. They were invited. Verse 3 says, And when they, were, when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus said unto him, They have no wine. So they had run out of wine at the ceremony. Jesus said unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. His mother said unto the servants, Whatever he said unto you, do it. It's almost like in defiance to what he says. She says, okay, I heard what you said. But then she she heard what he said, but then she goes on to the servant and said, whatever he tells you to do, do it regardless of how you feel. Verse 6, and there were set six water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews, containing twelve or three frickings, Fickens apiece now. Other translations like the Amplified will tell you that these two or three frickens apiece meant um, it held up to 20 to 30 gallons of water. Okay, gallons. A gallon, it's five liters. So if you were to take the, high, the highest number of 30 gallons of water and each of them holding 30 gallons of water, if you multiply that by five, it means that each had 150 liters. So it means all together, the six ports uh, contain 900 liters of water. Okay, let's go. And he and Jesus said unto them, Fill the water pots with brim, uh, fill the water pots with water, okay? And they filled them up to the brim. And he said unto them, Draw out now and be unto the governor of the feast, and they bear it. When the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, and knew not whence it was but the servants which drew the water knew exactly what has happened the governor of the feast called the bridegroom he was apparently worried and surprised and said unto him every man at the beginning of at the beginning doth set forth good wine and when men have well drunk then that which is worse but thou hast kept the good wine unto now 
These beginning of miracles did Jesus in Canaan of Galilee and manifested forth his glory and his disciples believed on him. Friends, this episode, uh, for the sake of title, I will title this episode, When Things Don't Make Sense. When Things Don't Make Sense. In other words, uh, there are times when things are senseless. In this case, the story we just read and the instructions that were given in human view didn't make sense. You will agree with me. In fact, you can say the instructions given were senseless. As if to say, Jesus don't you have common sense? How could you come to a wedding? And first of all, uh, it's perplexing that Jesus was at the wedding and chose to turn water into wine. Wine, for God's sake, is the first miracle you chose to perform. Why now? This was in the time of Jesus. The church, you must understand, had not been instituted yet. So I don't even know if those people are Christians because uh, uh, Christianity, as we know it, they had not been instituted. And so were those people either worshippers and or were they Christians? Were they serving the God that we know to you and we serve today? What God were they serving? What did they believe? What were their morals? Was this wine uh, an alcohol-free wine or was it an alcoholic wine? All of those questions play in our mind and when things don't make sense and yet Jesus comes there, was invited and chooses to perform this miracle and you will wonder what kind of wine did he give them of course you've read the bible and you've lived long enough you know that he wouldn't have given them any other but he's kind mm. right now again he tells them to fill up the pots with water i mean the this, the, the need that was presented to him was that they needed wine. How can you tell them to fill up the pot with water that was senseless, didn't make sense? And yet the people obeyed. The servant carried out a senseless, seemingly senseless instruction. Senseless that seemingly was dumb was um, it was even in, it was a no brainer really to know that that they didn't make sense. It was that wasn't the protocol for producing wine. Where have you read this, Jesus? Where did you read that this is the protocol, the principle, and the uh, the way? wine is produced this doesn't make sense and sometimes in life god will give you and i instructions that don't make sense that don't add up in human thinking in human way ladies and gentlemen may i let you know even at this point that therein lies the potency for the miraculous mm. 
when things don't make sense, when his instructions don't make sense, when his instructions sometimes goes against the grain, as we'll say, negates what you know as the right protocol of things being done, when they don't make sense to medicine, when the healing doesn't make sense to medicine, when the report doesn't make sense to all known proven facts, in life, uh, therein lies uh, the potency for the miraculous. When the instruction God gives you to undertake, uh, you are in need of money and you're instructed to give out the one you have. It doesn't make sense in the principles of saving. Uh, economic, economically, that does not make sense. However, therein lies the potency for a miracle. Yes, that's when things don't make sense. And so let's go back to the scripture. There's really about two, three, or at best four things that I would like to pick out from the story. Okay, this is not all, but just four, three or four things I would like to extrapolate from this. Number one, it's that you must understand that here I see the mystery of obedience. Obedience, the obedience of faith, the obedience of faith, the obedience of faith, the obedience of faith. He said to them, fill up the water pots, fill up the water pot with water. These things are meant for containing water and he tells them to fill up the water pot with water and did did obedience and when they did he then tells them to take the water pot the water to fetch from that water pot which they have just filled and serve the people at the high table now it, you already know that it wasn't the point at the point of their taking that steps of obedience in faith that the miracle happened. We don't know exactly at what point in time, however, it happened while they carried out his instruction. It looked dumb. It looked senseless that you would tell me in my right human thinking to pour water, fill up a vessel with water, and then fetch the water with nothing done to it, no no process whatsoever, in my view and in my knowledge, was undertaken. And then you say, fetch the same thing that I know to be water, because I am the one who put it in there, to go and serve them at a high table in the place of wine that looked dumb to me. And the day you say, don't even bother testing it, don't bother trying to check it out and, and to see if it was wine or not. You go, it was a blind faith. They took the step in obedience and as they served it, we now know from hindsight when we read the report of those who tested the wine, they gave a good, in fact they were marveled, the Bible says, and they, they asked the, the, the bride, the, 
the governor, the, the actory, the, the head of the ceremony, the, the celebrant, if you would. And so normally people will bring out the best wine in the beginning. How is it that you saved your best for last and bring them there? Listen, that is how God does his things. No wonder the Bible says in the book of Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19, if you are willing and obedient, the Bible says, you shall eat the good of the land. It takes willingness and obedience to eat the good of every land. Can I let you know that when men think you have been written off, when men think it's done for you, when men think it's over for you, it is finished for you, let me let you know that God is able to turn it all around. They have concluded that the wine was finished. In fact, they were not expecting anything best at this point. Anything, any good wine, normally, this is not the protocol, so they just wanted wine. They were not even expecting to have a good wine. Talk more of the best of them all. They just wanted something to drink, perhaps to quench their thirst or just to continue the festivity because they already know it was late in the day. What is it that God has promised you or that you have been waiting for? That may look as though time has already run out on you. It may look as though you are late in the game. It may look as though it's over. You're not going to have the best version of you anymore. But the devil is a liar. That is a lie from the pit of hell. Because here we'll see by revelation that God is able to turn it all around. And when you think it's all over, he announces you. When you think you will never make it to the top, he announces you. When you think this year will never turn out good like you emphasize from the beginning of the year, now you are in the last quarter of the year, God turns it around for you. When people didn't do think that nothing good will come out of you, in the same way that God sent the best at the end, so much so that the people who weren't expecting eventually testify that this was the best being served at the end. You are the next best thing. May I let you know that God is going to do something in your life that will cause people to marvel, that will cause people to be shocked and testify that indeed this is the best part of the day. God will do it for you even when you don't see it coming, even when you don't expect it, even when the people around would. But the good thing to note here is if the governor at the head of the dignitaries, men who are used to drinking wine or tasting wine, they know what a good wine tastes like because they are used to this. This is their level of play. They know, they know, they're not novice, they're not just a low class, if you would, or low-ranking dignitaries. These are governors, men who are at the height of the of society, at the high level in society. They will know what it means to taste a good wine. When they testified or attested to the fact that this was the best, you can take their word to the bank. 
So let me let you know that God will do something in your life, Makata. A success story you will become, but your authority in the name of Jesus, uh, that the people who will attest to that of the people that will track record, the people that no one can doubt when they say this is genuine, this is real, we are shocked ourselves, everybody else will say, if they can attest to this, then it must be true. But for you, it's going to happen at the instance of a step of obedience in faith. At the instant when the obedience is complete, the miracle happens. When the obedience is complete, the miracle happens. Let me say it again. When the obedience is complete, the miracle happens. The second thing that I would like to uh, highlight from the story is that your God is a God of all possibilities. With God, nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing is impossible. God is the God of all possibilities. Uh, this was something that looked and seemed impossible. It didn't look like there was going to be any hope on this day. The wine was over. The wine was finished uh, and the wedding was still on. What looks, uh, what was expected uh, seemingly was basically shame and embarrassment. Uh, the celebrant was going to be embarrassed uh, because he had run out. Now you have all these dignitaries who perhaps he expected to have left, but they're still here. And now he has run out of the means to provide, to take care of them, to keep up his look, his, uh, the respect he had with them. And shame, embarrassment was eminent. Uh, but God God who is rich in mercy, but God who is masterful at showing up and showing off and turning things around and doing the impossible. Mm. Showed up in Jesus Christ here at this wedding in Canaan of Galilee and averted what will have become a a situation of shame and embarrassment. He took it out. He turned it around to glorify his name. That is what your life is going to be. That what would have been for your shame, reproach, and embarrassment. God, in the name of Jesus Christ, is going to do the impossible in your life. God's going to turn it around for your good. He's going to work it out for your good. What would have brought you shame and embarrassment will now bring you joy, will now bring you accolades, will now bring you celebration that the name of the Lord may be glorified in and through your life because God is going to turn that impossible situation to possibility. You might have given up. You might have thought this is the end for you. It's going to be shame and embarrassment. There's no way we're going to buy wine. Everywhere is closed. There's no money. Nothing is open. We don't have the means. We don't have the resources. All we have is but water. All we have is but water. But they don't want to drink water. They needed wine. But you God is going to step in in that situation that looks impossible, that seems as though there is no way out, 
and there is no hope. I've come to announce to you today, even as we're looking at this miracle, that that thing that seemed impossible, that health challenge, that financial challenge, that situation in your home, in your marriage, at your workplace, God, I join my faith with you. If you obey God in faith, if you will step out in obedience and in faith, God is going to turn that thing that looked impossible to possibility. Because with God, the Bible said nothing is impossible. It is only impossible in the realm of men, but not with God. Not so with God. With your God, all things are possible. Your healing is possible. Your deliverance is possible. Your lifting is possible. Your joy is possible. Your peace is possible. Now receive it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. It is possible. Child of God, it is possible. Your breakthrough is possible. Your belief is possible. It's possible. Don't buy in the narrative that no, this is done. Forget it. Throw it in the tower. Forget about it. It's not. Just embrace the shame and the imminent embarrassment. Reject that in the name of Jesus. I have come to let you know that if Jesus is on the occasion, if Jesus is in your life, if Jesus is in the vicinity, if Jesus is in the room, if Jesus is invited into the situation, remember that he was not, he was invited to the wedding, but he was, if he was not told about the problem, he may not have done anything. So he would have stood there looking at him and the people would have missed the miracle. They would have just looked at him as an ordinary invited guest who was not even at the head of the table, but they took miracles. It took the son, this is another point I didn't plan for. It took the son mentor for her to go to her son and she whispered the challenger. She invited him into the situation. He was invited to the occasion, but don't look around you. Jesus isn't there. Don't just go around looking for solution on your own power. Invite Jesus in the situation. Invite him. Don't just let him be there as a bystander, just watching and why you run around helping to scatter. Invite him. You don't even know who you have and who you're carrying. You don't even know. He's no ordinary guest. He's not just a guest at the event. Don't overlook the power of God. It's there. You look inward. You look to God. You invite him. Don't just invite him as a bystander, as a spectator. Invite him as an active participant. He wants to get involved. And when you invite him and give it to him, your joy and your part, sorry, it's to obey the instructions that will come from him. It might look senseless. It might appear senseless. It will not make sense. But therein lies, again, the potency for the miracle. And I announce to you that God is going to turn what seemed to be an impossible situation in your life, kids, and it will turn it into possibility that his name will be glorified. Now, the third thing that I'm going to look at now will also tie into a fourth and perhaps a fifth. It's that, look at this, uh, uh, the Bible says Jesus tells them to fill up the pots with water. 
they filled up the pot with water. Now, water in the Bible, um, I use uh, to symbolize uh, um, certain things and many of them, in fact, it water in the Bible sometimes um, signifies, like I said, different things. It can be used as a symbol of cleansing, of cleansing as in the ceremony of washing. Okay, of the washing of the Old Testament sacrificial system back in the days. Uh, water was used as a symbol of purification or washing, basic or cleansing. Now, in both the Old and the New Testament, the word water is also used for salvation, salvation and eternal life. Isn't this what Jesus represents? He brought us salvation. He brought us the gift of eternal life. And so, Jesus, God, when God offered uh, uh, a humankind uh, through faith in his son, this is what God is offering us, offering humankind through faith in his son, his salvation and eternal life. Isn't this a picture of Jesus here at the ceremony? Do you not see that what Jesus really was offering them? Like I told you in the beginning, he would have offered them his own version of the wine, not the wine you're thinking in your mind. But he offered them salvation and eternal life packaged as water. They asked for a certain kind of wine. And he says, well, if you ask of me, I will give you me, my version. I will give you my, the one that will quench your thirst like no other. You'll taste it. No wonder. They wondered where this wine was. What kind of, it wasn't no ordinary wine. The best brewer couldn't have done this. This is from God himself. Salvation and eternal life. It tasted different absolutely and it has to now water again in the bible or in scriptures uh, represents the holy spirit's ability to refresh us okay quench our spiritual tests cleanse us and bring forth life wherever it flows uh, ladies and gentlemen water is also one of the symbols of the holy spirit and as i was studying this as reading through god says uh, all they did was to fill the pot with the presence of god and the spirit of the lord when the spirit of the lord was full in that vessel, Mandaliboshi, a miracle becomes imminent. Miracle becomes uh, 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 the next thing that has to happen. So what they did was to fill the vessels with water. Water here representing the presence of God and the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God and the presence of God interchangeably one and the same. Now, the vessel, the six ports are you and I. We are the human vessel. And God is saying if only we can allow His Spirit and His presence fill our life. When our life is full of His presence and His Spirit. When our life is is full of his presence and his spirit. Expect the miraculous. Expect God to do the unimaginable, to do the impossible, what seemed impossible.
possible at the instance of the infilling and indwelling of the Holy Spirit in the life of a vessel. The vessels were empty. The vessels were empty. Empty your life. You and I are those water pots that were standing empty. When you come to the presence of God, come with an empty heart. Come with an empty vessel. Don't come full. You might not receive, but come with an empty vessel. And this is what the Lord is showing me. That as they stood there empty before him, they allowed his presence and his spirit to fill them up. That was the water that was being poured in. They allowed that you come before the presence of God in the place of prayer and in the place of worship. And as you worshiping and praying and in worshiping and praying and in worshiping, you activate the pouring in of the presence of God and his spirit fills you when you are full to breathe then God begins to change your life what looked impossible becomes possible the things you couldn't do before you begin to receive insight and wisdom ability and strength to do it God begins to move through us and this is what it is that those six parts were not just ordinary but they are simple of you and I and the water that was poured in is the presence of God and the spirit of God being poured into the empty vessel. And what did the Bible tell us in John chapter 7 and in verse 37 and 38 the Bible says in the last day that the great that great day of the feast Jesus stood and cried and said if any man thirsts let him come unto me and drink he says he that believeth on me as the scripture had said, out of him will flow rivers of living water. You and I are the vessel. And when we are full of his presence and full of his glory and full of his power, full of his anointing, full of his spirit, then we'll begin to flow and affect or affect and cause changes in our surrounding. For out of our belly flows rivers of living water. Now people can drink of us and testify of the goodness of God when they began to serve them out of this vessels, out of this vessels, out of this vessels, out of the vessels that are now full of the presence and the spirit of God. People tasted that and it tasted different. Out of you will flow rivers of living water. God is saying, this week empty your heart before him. Let him fill you. Let him fill you with his presence and his spirit step out in obedience. Take the steps of obedience in faith, obeying an instruction that may seem or look senseless to you that may not make sense but know that when you are full of his presence that what may have looked impossible will become possible that which may have brought you shame and reproach will be turned around for your good i come to pray for you that a hand of god will rest upon you that this day just like 
that happened at the wedding in Canaan of Galilee. There will be a turnaround in your life. May I pray and declare over someone listening that if water can turn into wine, there is no situation that cannot be changed in our life. The import of that is that change is a possibility with God. Everything can change with God in the equation. And if water can turn into wine, then cancer can be healed. HIV AIDS can be healed. Leukemia can be healed. A bad condemned medical report can be turned around for an excellent bill of health. God is able to live the story of shame and pain can be turned into a story of glory and victory and that which will bring glory and honor to God. May that be your story this week. May that be your portion this week. May the hand of God be with you. May his angels carry you. May your life be an endless uh, uh, setting and operation of miracles. May you be a sign and a wonder to your generation. May your life be a wonder first to you and to everyone around you. May out of your flow, out of your belly, out of your life, out of your marriage, out of the life of your children flow rivers of living water. Testimonies that will bring glory and honor to your name. A lifestyle that people will attest to that indeed this is a life that is full of Christ and full of God. May God be with you. May this week be a phenomenal week for you. Go and prosper. Go and shine forth his glory. Be all that God has called you to be. It is well with you. <laughs> Friends, I'm going to let you go here. Otherwise, I'm going to stay here forever. May the hand of God be. Listen, you have got to give Jesus space in your life today. Ask him where you are. Pray and say, Lord, come into my life. Change my life. I surrender my life to you. That my life will therefore be pleasing to you. You come in Jesus and take over my life. And I surrender it to you. And from today... I exchange my life for your life. In Jesus' name. Till I come here again next week, I remain yours truly. Pastor Church, be blessed and have a good day.